0: Welcome everybody to the Florida State League Radio Network, happy to have you guys on the show today. My name is Dylan, as always, I'm your host today, and we are here with a a very special guest here today. We are here with former Lakeland Flying Tiger, Mr. Ben Verlander. Ben, welcome to the show, man. Happy to be on.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pumped to be on. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, and uh, looking forward to
0: it. Yeah, man, it should be exciting. I'm happy to get you on, and welcome to the show, man, so um let's we'll get into my first question here real quick and we'll begin kind of you know in your early life you know who who got you into wanting to you know play baseball and when did you decide that this is something you might want to do as like a full-time career like when did you decide baseball is going to be my thing this is going to be what I want to go for
1: yeah you know so growing up um I was always around the game of baseball my brother's nine years older than me and was always uh you know from the day I was born was playing the game so Uh, I was kind of just born being around the game and naturally just gravitated to it and loved it um, and just continued to pursue it and never, never fell out of love with the game, I think. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just born into it and continued wanting to play. And, uh, you know, I got, got to uh, varsity baseball and wanted to continue and play college ball. So I just worked and worked and worked and was able to get a scholarship and then got to college. And, You know, kept wanting to play and, uh, you know, kept working hard and was able to get drafted and play for another five years. So, it was kind of a story of being born into a baseball family and never falling out of love with the
0: game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And 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 to people who are listening right now, just to kind of give you guys some, uh, just to give you some mindset, uh, ben is the brother of Justin Verlander. So, you guys probably know who Justin is. He also played in the Florida State League as well. Played with Lakeland, actually, um, as well. So, when he was at the Tigers. So, but um, yeah, definitely, you know, being around and, you know, having your brother who, again, baseball player, even though he's nine years older, you guys can kind of relate to something and you guys can help each other out, which is probably something really cool for you and your brother to be able to bond over.
1: Yeah, especially when I was, you know, when I was coming up, I was a pitcher as well. Um, and it was really cool um, just to be able to talk to him about stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, when I got to college, it kind of became a different story. It kind of became, because I, I, then is when I tra- I went into college as doing both being a position player and a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I transitioned into being just a position player, but it was still nice to be able to talk to him and about the whole process of, you know, getting drafted and, and, you know, be able to, to travel up to Detroit and, and talk to those guys and talk to the hitting coach up there and you know, I really do credit Lloyd McClendon is one of the guys that really helped me change my swing around and have the, the junior year that I did have in at Old Dominion and uh be able to become an, an all American. So he helped me out a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll actually talk about your uh college career, you know you had a really good college career. I mean, in one of your years, you, you would hit a, a three sixty seven batting average with an OBP of a, a four twenty nine and you had over a one in your OPS. What was, that, what was working for you in that year, and, and how did ODU get you ready for Pro Bowl and life in the Pro Bowl and life in the minor leagues and such? How, how did the ODU get you ready?
1: Yeah, you know, so I, I kind of mentioned when I when I was at college, I was doing both pitching and hitting, and after my junior year, Um, in my exit meeting with my head coach, it was kind of a conversation of, look, I know you want to continue playing this game longer, but you're not going to be able to do that if you're continuing to do both. I think you need to pick one. Um, and I think you need to set your mind on that. And, uh, I agreed and we both decided that we thought the best route would be to, to become a everyday position player. Mm -hmm. Um, so going into that summer before my junior year, uh, just hit and uh, really started focusing on that and then going and then in my junior year things just kind of took off you know um, I put in a lot of work that offseason like I said I, I hit with uh, the Tigers hitting coach Lloyd McClendon in Detroit and we kind of tweaked some things with my swing um, and then you know just from there the, the confidence you know there was a I wasn't playing every day at the start of the like the very beginning of the year mm-hmm. and then I had, a, I had a game where I hit three home runs in one game. And, uh, that kind of propelled me into the lineup every day and, uh, just took off from there. You know, um, it was a really good, really good season. Um, and it just kind of, you know, confidence in baseball is one of the biggest things and, you know, to be able to perform so well, is, it was just continued confidence throughout the year that I was able to do
0: it. Yeah, definitely for sure. And, uh, we'll get into my next question, kind of keeping with, uh, college and stuff and, and talking about, you know, pitching, uh, what was that like, you know, transitioning from pitching to playing in the field, maybe? What was that like, you know, transitioning from, you know, I mean, they're, even though they're, they're you know, you're st- they're kind of the same, they're, they're definitely different. I mean, you're pitching and then when you're hitting and so, so. What was that like transitioning back and forth from maybe playing in the field and being able to hit compared to, you know, going out on the mound and pitching for a game? What was that like transitioning back and forth in college and, and such?
1: Yeah, it was honestly, um, when I when I got there, it's very tough to do in college, especially at the D1 level, because mm-hmm. every single day, you're practicing. Every day, um, all your downtime, you're practicing. So I wasn't able to, to focus on everything at once. I had to like divvy up my attention, and half the practice, I'd pitch, and then I'd run over, and the other half of practice, I'd become a, a hitter. And it makes it really difficult, because um you, you can't you, you can't put your mind to one thing so when I did finally become just a, a position player one it was a big relief off of my shoulder because I always felt pressured on the mound to come out and throw a hundred miles an hour and that just wasn't gonna be me mm-hmm. I just I didn't throw 100 miles an hour um, so it was kind of a relief and part also part of my decision to become A position player because I you know I wanted to have my own career it was very important to me to have my own career path where I separated myself from my brother and him being a pitcher and so it was a big um big transition for me Mm -hmm. an important transition for me um and it turned out to be the right one
0: yeah definitely and and you kind of you know you want to build again you want to build your own career you don't want to go and be a pitcher and they're like oh you're (laughs) you know so you want to build your own career I completely understand where you're coming from on that and and just a quick question, just to I'm just wondering, curious. Um, Old Dominion, were they in the Conference USA at the time you were playing, or were they in a? I, I don't remember if that. I know they moved to the yeah, Conference so USA. Yeah. Or... So when
1: I was there, we were in the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Association. Okay. And um, actually, what was going to be my senior year, which I ended up foregoing because of the draft, um, is the year we actually transitioned into Conference USA.
0: Okay, okay, so yeah, Conference USA, yeah. I I know they change because I'm a big NCAA guy. I play NCAA Football 14, and guys, if you guys don't know, go check out Ben's uh, Twitch channel. He does gaming on there, so go check it out. But... um. Gotta give you a shout out there, um, yeah. but no, oh, um, oh yeah, man, for sure. Uh, but with no uh, NCAA football, I know when I play it, I know Old Dominion's in the Conference USA. But I wasn't sure if they moved at that point when you were still there. I, I wasn't. I forgot what when year they moved in, but okay, the 2013. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, and then getting into my next question here about the draft. Actually, going into the draft, see, so again, you would forego the draft in your junior year. And what was it like being able to be drafted? I know, you know, obviously it was a late round pick and such, but you were still able to be drafted and you were able to be drafted by the team that your brother was drafted by, the Detroit Tigers. What was that like to be drafted by the Tigers and be in the same organization with your brother and to have someone you already know like in the organization? What was that like to be able to be drafted by the t- Tigers organization?
1: Yeah, you know, so I I basically grew up around the Tigers organization just from, You know, from 05 on, basically. So in 05, I was 13 years old. My brother was in that organization. So I was obviously comfortable with them. Um, But I'll never, you know, I'll never forget that day. I was up playing summer ball in the Valley League in Virginia. And uh, we were, we we knew it was going to happen. We just didn't know to who. So my parents came up and we had a little, our own little draft party. Um, And I actually, I actually thought I was going to get drafted by the Dodgers. Um, I was, and they were the pick after the Tigers. Um, so it was kind of a weird situation and, uh, it ended up working out and the Tigers drafted me. Um, and you know, it was, in, it was, uh, Tigers drafted me in the 14th round, which, which I was proud of, you know, I actually ended up getting drafted out of high school and it was very much so a, uh, you know, it was like a 40, 42nd 40 round pick or something like that. And it was very much so, and I, you know, I'm not in denial, that was very much so about my brother. Um, And then to be able to go to college and put together an All-American career and become a 14th-round draft pick, um, that meant a lot to me. And that day day meant a lot to me. And to be able to then go into a Tigers organization and put on the same uniform as my brother and play in the same games as my brother and, and be teammates for, you know, when I would go up to big league spring training games was
0: incredible yeah that's definitely got to be something really really special because was that was and was that the only time you guys would actually get to play with like did you guys ever play in the minor leagues at all during when you were in your minor league career like was he ever in like a rehab stint or whatever was that the only time that got to play with him
1: yeah just big league spring training
0: okay gotcha gotcha i wasn't i wasn't sure if he uh yeah i wasn't sure if uh you got the opportunity to play with him in the minor leagues. I know, especially in the Florida State League, since you were there for three years. I know they have a lot of rehab guys, and wasn't sure if he went down for a rehab stint or not. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's definitely really cool. The you know again be and just be drafted is definitely an awesome experience, and and it stinks right now for all the kids who are you know about to get drafted here coming up with that them uh, reducing the amount of uh, dra- draft rounds to five. I mean, it's gonna be it's disappointing because there's a lot of guys that could have been you know drafted this year who aren't going to get the opportunity to so it's yeah. definitely disappointing and uh well and uh obviously again you got to be able to get drafted again by the organization your brother got to be in and it's pretty cool to, to see how that story unfolded so and let's get yeah. in, let's get in my next question and Speaking of the Florida State League, is, and obviously cover the Florida State League, got to ask these, this question from you. Uh, what was your time like with uh, the Florida State League in your three years that you played there, and what was it like with Lakeland? And then another thing is, what was it like playing in Joker March and then moving to Henley Field, which you would, guys would play there for a <laughs> year during when they were remodeling uh, Joker Marchant?
1: Yeah, so I, the Florida State League is – um it's a very interesting league to play in one because it's awesome to play in all of the big league stadiums. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one of the, that's one of the biggest perks of that league is playing in all of those stadiums and having the nice clubhouses to be in. Um, but there are definitely some cons that come along with it. You know, the, I went from Grand Rapids, Michigan to, which is, you know, having thousands of fans a game to the Florida state league, which didn't, which I, you know, I get it. It's especially in the summer tough to come out to, to those games yep. but like I said you know being able to play in those stadiums makes up for that in my first year I did get to play in the uh, in Joker Marchant and then it went through a huge remodeling so we actually ended up having to bus over to Henley Field uh, every home game which was honestly brutal yeah. it was it was absolutely brutal to have to get dressed in the clubhouse take a little bus over to the field and walk. It, it felt like it was, it felt like it was, you know, college baseball. All over Yeah. Again, it felt like you were on a road.
0: The, it felt like you were on the road, on a road game every day. And it said, well, no,
1: we actually wished it was nicer to be on the road. Oh, because really? Then, because then we'd be able to, you know, we'd have our clubhouse right there. And, you know, yeah, we, we'd actually rather play in Tampa <laughs> and be able to stay in a hotel or be able to yeah. bus there and hang out in the locker room. We didn't get that, you know, Pre-game at Henley Field, we had to hang out in the dugout. It was oh, like sure. you know, almost like a college or high school uh, feel. So that that was really tough. Mm-hmm. And then my last year, I got to you know, I got to play back in the remodeled Joker Marchant Stadium, which is just it's an incredible venue now. Um, so definitely, you know, it was a hard work. It was a hard year to put in. Uh, but definitely worth
0: it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, man, Joker Marchant, man. I mean, I went there. What was it a year ago? And I mean, geez, they they did such a good job on remodeling that ballpark. The scoreboard is like absolutely crisp and nice. And they got the the practice fields look nice. I mean, it's a very good ball. Like it's a nice ballpark. I if anybody's listening right now, I would recommend minor league or you know major league spring training whenever we can get fans back into the ballpark again. Definitely go check out a game at Lakeland. Their stadium is gorgeous. It is so nice, and uh, I had a, such a fun time there when I went. It was a great experience uh, all around. But yeah, definitely. You know, I, I understand where you're coming from on you know Henley to going to Henley and having to the, you know, yeah. bus there. That's definitely brutal. And I know, I mean, for this year, the Dunedin Blue Jays had to do that this year with uh, their stadium. They had they been they were renovating it, and they were playing at jack russell memorial stadium which if you guys are listening jack russell was the Phillies affiliate so that was their stadium which is kind of funny to me but um yeah i felt bad for those guys so whenever i talk to them they always say yeah it was kind of kind of rough the what we had to go through with that so i understand where you're coming from on you know how it's tough you, know, you got a bus there and you got to change yeah. at this clubhouse that that's pretty brutal so
1: yeah that was a uh it was definitely a, that that was definitely the hardest part of being in the Florida State League was that one year there
0: yeah and and also it, it does get pretty hot, I will admit, especially when you guys have to play those like ten thirty day games or whatever, so that, that definitely gets kind of hot. I know there's a few times in the Florida State League where there's a few teams that play ten thirty or twelve o'clock that gets especially in the summer it gets pretty hot out so that that's yeah, definitely those pretty are,
1: cool. those are the those are the tough games i mean it does it gets hot, so you just have to. It's interesting in the Florida State League, you end up just having to, you have to monitor and limit the time, the amount of times you take in and out, yep. and uh, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, for sure, definitely. Uh, let's get to my next question here, so you obviously, will, and we'll actually keep in with the Florida State League, you know, you would get to actually pitch in your minor league career again, uh, right. even though you were obviously a position player, you transitioned to position playing positional. Uh, play when you got into your minor league career obviously Uh, what was it like to get to experience that again and be able to pitch again and and what was in your stash of pitches compared to maybe when you were playing in collegiate ball and high school ball possibly and and afterwards did you get any advice from any of the pitchers at all in case you maybe got another opportunity to do it again
1: um so being able to pitch professionally was awesome that was i would get super excited because one the game was already Boring and awful because (laughs) for a position player to come into pitch, you're usually down Mm -hmm. ten plus runs at least. Yeah. So I both times we were down, and I remember the manager would just say like, "Hey, you know, who wants to pitch?" And I've always raised my hand um, just because you know I did pitch in college, and you know I wanted to, I wanted to pitch. And every time, I swear, I'd get into the bullpen before, and I was throwing 110 miles an hour in there without fail. And then I'd come out to the mound, and I'd be throwing. 80, and I was like, I don't know what happened, but trust me, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I always felt great in the bullpen, and then I'd get out there and just. But it was awesome. I loved throwing. I did. I did touch 90 uh, pitching professionally. Um, so I always, I always love being able to come in in those situations and, yeah, and
0: pitch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could just only wonder what the batters are thinking when they come up to the plate. They're like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to pitch probably in like 70s and stuff. And then they look and they're like, dang, this guy pitches like 90. Like I wasn't expecting this. So he's like, I really got to get my game face on. So no, but um, yeah, that's definitely really cool. And obviously you got to pitch in college and high school ball. But again, you haven't been able to pitch since that you know you didn't, weren't able to pitch until that point, so that's definitely a pretty cool experience to be able to go back out there on the mound and stuff and Was there any like nerves when you got out there on the mound because obviously you know you haven't pitched in a at that point you haven't pitched in a while was there any like you know maybe I should throw it a bit easy just to kind of get you know back into the square of things or was it you just kind of went just i you know throwing it
1: no i was I was letting it all eat when, <laughs> I, when I got out there I remember one of the i i, I pitched twice. One of the times I was, you know, getting ready to run out there, and the manager looked at me. and was like, "Ben, seventy percent," and I was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> you just, you know, when you get an opportunity like that, you just, you just want to go out there and have fun. And yeah. There's definitely nerves because I did, I did pitch, and so there's an expectation. Um, because most, most of the time, when a position player comes in, it's there is no expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never fun as a batter to face a position player it's a lose-lose situation if you get a hit great that's what you're supposed to do if you get out it's super embarrassing so it's yeah. never fun facing those guys
0: yeah definitely for sure uh, let's get to my next question this will probably be like this is kind of a uh, this will be an interesting question um you know in college obviously we we saw the the great numbers you put up in college however you know they didn't translate completely to the minor league level you know what would you say were some things maybe why it didn't get you know maybe why you didn't have the success like you had in college in the minor league level
1: well one i don't think anybody necessarily has the success in pro ball that they did in college yeah that's true that's, the competition is way different mm-hmm. um so to be able you know i it was never a realistic goal of mine to go into pro Bowl and hit 367 <laughs> with a bunch. Yeah, you know, I didn't think that was going to happen. But to be able yeah. to go in, and you know, my first my first season, I made an all star team, made mm-hmm. the all star game in the, in the uh, Penn State league. Yep. Um, and then you know, struggled in the second half there, and that was kind of that ended up kind of being the story of my career. You know, I made of my four full seasons. I made two two all-star teams and made the Florida State League all-star game. Yep. Um, and, you know, I'd always start off really, really well. And then I'd kind of hit a little lull after the all-star break and not know how to get myself out of it. Yeah. Um, and there, I never I never had the, the hitting coach on my staff that was able to say, Ben, this is what you're doing. Yeah. Um, this is what you were doing. Let's get out of this funk. Um, you know, and... I don't want to. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus there. I just, you know, I I think I could have, I think I could have been more fortunate had I had a, a coach that was able to come and say, look, this is when when you were going good, you were doing this because everybody yep. everybody needs somebody to do that. You know, M- Miggy Miguel Cabrera at the end of the day mm-hmm. needs somebody to say, hey, you, you changed something up. Look at this, and uh, you know that that was kind of the story. Is I'd, I'd start off great and. Was a All Star caliber player in that league, and then I'd, I'd struggle and not know how to get myself out of it and fall into yeah. a funk. So Those kind of uh, seasons kind of were a, a a tale of of two different stories. Yeah. But uh, to to be able to play in four full seasons and make two All Star games in two different levels is is something that I'm very proud of.
0: Yeah, that's definitely cool. You know, being able to make the All Star team, and obviously you said you got to, and obviously you got to make the Florida State League All Star game. And what was that like? You know, getting to play in the Florida State League All Star game.
1: That was a blast because you know I looked back and we were playing in, in Port St. Lucie and I got to start that game and uh, I got two hits in the game. And I think I led the I led our team and if, if we had ended up winning that game, um, I think I could have ended up being the All Star mm-hmm. or the MVP of that game. So it was a lot of fun because looking back, um, you know I have a I have a framed picture. From our team, and it's just it was it's just a star studded team. Yeah, um, a lot of those guys are now big leaguers. Um, it's a blast, and and you know the stadium was sold out. It was fun to be able to play in front of a bunch of fans. Um, and it's just they they really do a good job. The Florida State League did an awesome job of making you feel like an all star from yeah. the second you stepped on to you know from the second you got to the hotel. Um, uh, just with the package and and the party they throw. And you know pre and and during the game, um, and it, it's televised. It was a it was a really fun event.
0: Yeah, the Florida State League does an incredible job, and just really you know putting on these big events with the all-star game they have the hall of fame event every year that's very well done and uh, i was fortunate enough to go this year to the hall of fame event still haven't got to an all-star game yet uh shockingly enough i do a podcast yet i can't get to the all star game but um I i was hoping to go this year to daytona but that all got changed obviously um but no um yeah that's definitely really cool and it's crazy to see, like, some of the guys that you look at back at the different rosters and, like, the team and teams that, and see the guys that have gone through the Florida State League. I mean, there's a ton of guys who, like, are studs, who are amazing players, who have won World Series titles before, who have played in the Florida State League. It's really cool. So, and, you know, it's it's one of the best, in my opinion, one of the better leagues when it comes to just all the players that have came through the league and some of the best players have came through the league. It's really definitely a, a cool league to be able to cover and be able to watch.
1: No doubt. It was a cool league to be able to, you know, it, like you said, it's one of the first leagues you get to that it's like, oh, my God, like pretty much all the all the talent, if you're pretty much all the talent comes through there at least, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously two high A leagues, so half the team's, don't play in it. But if you if you are one of the organizations that play in the Florida State League, all the big-time players pretty much come through there. So it was a lot of fun to be able to do that and to see all the names on the Florida State League Hall of Fame when you're at the All-Star Game is awesome. Um, but it's tough because it's definitely definitely a pitcher's league. Yeah. Um, the mm-hmm. ballparks are big. The ball does not fly during night games. Um, all the top pitching prospects come there. So it's definitely – probably the hardest league in professional baseball to hit in. Yeah. Um, and then you compare it to the other high A league, uh, which is the Cal League, which is a awesome hitters league, you know, like <laughs> just because of playing out on the West Coast and playing in smaller ballparks and the ball just flies out there. It's kind of <laughs> polar opposites.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, all the ballparks in the Florida State League, they're massive. Um, I, I, I mean, they're – there, there's a few where they're smaller. I feel like, like I mean, like at Dunedin, um, I would say, I mean, the, I just went to go see the renovations. It's a bit of a smaller ballpark, I would say. Yeah. Um, Dunedin
1: to right field, Dunedin to right field, you can get it out, you can get get some homers out there. Um, Daytona, Daytona's average, I'd say. Yeah, but everywhere else is just big. Yeah, that they're tough
0: at yeah they're massive. I mean, I I, I I mean, I I can I'll compare Dunedin to Clearwater. At Dunedin, it felt like I barely walked like fifteen steps. Um, when you're at Clearwater, it felt like you walked a mile around the stadium. It's a very big ballpark. <laughs> um, yeah. but it, no, uh, it, yeah, definitely, it's definitely a pitcher's league, but. I mean, we—I'll tell you what though. We've seen some great hitters. Uh, a few years ago, we had a Bondell Isabel from the uh, Reds organization hit 35 home runs in a season. So I mean, I mean, he had an incredible year. Um, there, there's been some guys who I've been like, wow. I mean, I can't believe he got that many, and that was one of them. I was like, holy crap! I could not believe yeah. he had 35 that year. I was shocked, but. Um, yeah it is fantastic year for the that daytona team who was really good at that year uh, but let, let's move on to my next question here and and, and we'll, again we're gonna go back to you and your brother and and what was what is it like to be able to to be able to you know again have the same career with your brother be able to help each other out and encourage each other in your careers and you know how have you guys encouraged each other throughout your your careers
1: dana he always you know every night i would every night I was playing, he'd, you know, check in and if I had a good game, he'd reach out and, you know, he'd, he'd talk to me when I was struggling and talk to me when I was mm-hmm. going well. And it was just nice to be able to have somebody that's been through that. Um, and obviously he hasn't been through the grind of being a position player in the minor leagues and playing yeah. every day, you know, but he, he knows the ropes when it comes to the grind of baseball. Um, so it's great to be able to have him, um, and, you know, it's great being, you know, I consider myself, you know, I, I'm the younger brothers and I'm not afraid to, to reach out and if he needs anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, he obviously doesn't reach out baseball wise because, you know, he knows everything baseball wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I, I'm definitely here for him at all times and, and we're yeah. there for each other and, and, and it's awesome.
0: That's cool. That's really neat that you guys are you know able to bond over that and stuff that's that's really really cool to be able to see that and such and it and there's a lot of i mean you see a lot of baseball like bro- brothers in in major league baseball i mean i know for i'm a Rays fan so uh the ibar brothers and there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of brothers in the league uh what is it upton so and i'm again a Rays fan so or yeah. growing up being a Rays fan so i got to see those guys get to play when i was younger so but um yeah it's definitely that's definitely cool though you're able to you know le- you know help each other out and that I think that's really cool to um t- that's really cool to see um and let's get into my final question here today with you uh, for you Ben is you know you're only 28 years old and currently you're a free agent how are you still able to you know stay in game shape. You know, obviously you're not on a team, you're not signed with any team right now, but how are you still able to stay with in game shape in case you get that call to by an organization? And especially now with the way the world is right now, how are you staying in shape to keep your body in in case you do get that phone call? And what teams would you be interested in playing for? You know, is there a specific team that you say, oh, I'd like to, you know, maybe play for this team one day And because of the way their organization is or whatever? Is, is there any specific teams that you would want to play for?
1: Yeah, so actually, when I got, um, I ended up getting released by the Tigers about about a year and a half, two years ago, and and thought for, you know, a little while that if the right thing came along, um, I would do it. You know, I had a few options to go back to to some lower levels, um, and I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I wanted the right offer to come along. Yeah, um, I didn't take the independent ball route, um, but ever since it hasn't, um, you know, that hasn't been um, a thought in my mind. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm done. I'm done playing. Um, yeah, not gonna, not gonna go back. Um, especially at this point, but you know, there's days, there's definitely days where I, there's days where I miss playing and there's days where I don't, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm 28. I'm not old by any means, but it's a grind. And if I were to go back and play, I'd have to probably start in, in high A ball. And, and that's not, um, yeah that's not an option that i that i'd want to take you know i'm Mm -hmm. happy um you know the the part that i miss the most is the camaraderie in the locker room with the guys the locker room culture um you, you really do become family with those guys you play with them every single day you're with them every single day for the better part of a year um so that that's the stuff i miss but uh yeah definitely not going not going back to playing
0: okay gotcha gotcha Yeah, and and I'll tell you what, man, it is definitely a grind. I mean, there's guys who they don't make their debut till their 30s. I mean, it's kind of insane to see some of those guys that, you know, don't make it to the 30s. But that's just, you know, that's how the minor leagues is. And and obviously, you know, with anything, you know, the younger guys will start taking over, you know, that's, you know, as, as a organizations build up with the useful talent and stuff and the prospects and everything those are the guys who might you know take over for the older guys and stuff so yeah it's definitely a grind and getting up to where you want to be which obviously for everybody it would be the major leagues and yeah i completely understand where you're coming from on that and well now you're you're a twitch streamer so you gotta you know put your time to to streaming and you gotta you gotta get the you gotta have the micro, you know you gotta have everything set up so you, you gotta devote your time to the streaming.
1: It's funny you say that. I literally started like, literally seven eight days ago, um, and just just did it as fun, and yeah. it's kind of uh, it's kind of started to take off. So uh, I guess we'll see what happens with it. It's it's been a lot of fun. I like I like talking to everybody in the chat while I'm playing, and it's been a blast. So, yeah, it's, we'll, we'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm I, I enjoy watching it. I I honestly I think like half of my fault fo- like almost everything I follow is like. The minor league guys so it's it's cool it's cool to get this follow the minor league guys and get to talk to them and stuff and it's funny because one of my interviews i had was hunter pence and i got him to get i interviewed him via twitch like i literally asked him on twitch hey, can we do an interview at some point down the road? And we did, and we just did it recently, back of, maybe a few months ago, so, uh, you know, Twitch, I tell you what, man, it's helped me out to get an interview or two. So. Oh, that's awesome. But, uh, Ben, thank you so much for joining on, man. It was happy to have you on, and maybe maybe one day I'll be able to join one of your streams. We'll play a little bit of MLB of The course. Show, or uh, COD, or whatever whatever you, uh, whatever you else you like playing and such, but uh, I would love to be on and, your uh, stream one day.
1: Yeah, I'd love to, and uh th- Thank you so much for for having me on. Um, I really I really appreciate it. Oh, it was
0: a pleasure, man. I'll have you, and if you want to come back on anytime, I'll let you back on. It it was a pleasure having awesome. you on. It was really cool to be able to talk to you today. Awesome,
1: thank you very much. Oh,
0: it's my pleasure, man. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have a good one, man. See ya. Alrighty guys, again thank you to Ben Verlander. Again, Ben uh is the brother of Justin Verlander. I, I didn't want to make it like all about Justin, but I had to ask some questions about him and his brother because you know, it's it's how it is. I mean it's his you know, it's his brother and they're both you know, play baseball, so I thought that was going to be interesting, but anyway, that was awesome, really, really good interview, but uh, again, thank you so much, Ben, for jumping on, and it was, it was a great a great pleasure having you on, and I'll be going to watch his stream, yeah, go check out his stream, guys, Ben Verlander on Twitch, which is what I do as well, FSL Radio Network on Twitch, we, we do it every Saturday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and go check us out, as always, but uh, yeah, it was really cool to have Ben on, it was neat, Um, neat to get him on the show, and Uh, good luck with uh, his twitch show and obviously as he said you know he's still young he's still 28 but you know it is a grind I mean minor league is baseball is a grind and these guys they work their butts off but sometimes it takes a while to get to the minor leagues and especially with a lot of the young guys coming in a lot of the new draftees coming in it's it takes a bit you know it's it's definitely one of the harder things to go through I mean guys in the first round they may not even ever see the major leagues ever you know what I mean it's not like in the NFL where a lot of those guys they you know they go straight into playing you know they they either become you know good or they they become decent players same thing with the NBA draft too is like most of those guys are starting up in the NBA in the MLB draft they have to begin from the bottom and work their way up so it's kind of It's kind of interesting, you know, it's definitely something where it's like, it's definitely a grind, and these guys have to work their butts off, same thing with Ben, and obviously he's not prepared to go back to the grind, and I understand completely, it's definitely tough to get up to the major league level, and it's, uh, it's something where you gotta work hard for, and obviously he's been able to, it's just he hasn't got to that point yet, so... I understand where he's coming from on it. But, uh, again, thank you so much, Ben, for joining me. It was really cool to have you on and really neat to uh, be able to jump on with you and interview you and such. So it was really cool. Uh, but, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Thanks to Pick Drafts and thank you to Officials Depot. Pick Draft, not open, but uh, Officials Depot is. And also thanks to Seat Bum, which is our newest sponsor. Uh, go check those guys out. They're really cool guys. They do a um, an app where the, it's like an app where you order food from your seat so you don't miss a single game of the action. However, they're still growing, so we really don't have, like, they don't have any minor league connections. So if you're a minor league guy listening or a minor league fan listening to this, uh, they don't have any minor league stadiums that they're in yet. They're still growing and it's still a growing um uh, team so are still a growing company so but anyways guys that's pretty much it for this episode again thanks to ben for jumping on today uh, again happy to have you on and thanks to sam tenez gracie rogers for allowing us to use your music that's pretty much it guys i don't got much else um still working on interviews gonna hopefully get on a few other guys today um but really don't have really don't have much left uh really don't have much going on with the interview portion it's kind of been a it's weird right now because i think you know guys might be going back to baseball in a few weeks and such depending on how the season plan is going to work out so it's gonna be interesting to see but i'm excited the mlb drafts in a few weeks that should be fun uh and they they came out with the rosters i'm not sure if these are official rosters i because i just talked to the Binghampton Rumble Ponies. I was trying to get Tebow on my show, but um, they said that Tebow isn't actually on the Rumble Ponies, so I, I guess that's not right, but whatever. Um, anyways, guys, that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Peace out, and see you guys in our next podcast. Peace.